0: follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources.
2: Welcome back. We've been tracking President Joe Biden uh, holding a press conference to lay out his budget proposal, his aspirations for a budget for the 2023 fiscal year, which uh, begins at the end of September. Uh, interesting, we've uh, been Tracking the uh, question and answer session with reporters following the president's uh, remarks, laying out his budget proposal, what it is, and what it would mean. And nearly every question, but every question but one, has been about his comments. Regarding Vladimir Putin. Uh, and so the president's having a hard time uh, shifting the topic. We thought this would be a pivot kind of uh, press conference today where he would try to get back focused on domestic policy. Uh, the press does not seem to be interested in that. Uh, they keep coming back to that. But we're going to track that down and we're going to dig into why the president's words matter, what the meaning is and what it really means for everyone trying to move everything forward. Inside Sources, Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're very pleased to have joining us on the program today, retired Major General John G. Ferrari. He's a non-resident senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute and a former director of program analysis and evaluation for the United States Army. Major General, thanks for joining us today.
3: Good afternoon,
2: and thank you for having me. Well, you wrote a great piece in uh, The Hill today, thehill.com, on why we need a 2023 budget deal right now Uh, for our listeners just to keep score. uh, Congress, of course, uh, kicked the can down the road several times and uh, finally punted it all the way to the end of the fiscal year. Uh, Tell us why it's so important for us to be focused on that 2023 budget deal now rather than doing what Congress most likely always does, and that is wait until the last second.
3: I think the basic duty of government is to fund the government, right? So that's kind of at its essence. The (laughs) government needs to be able to fund itself, and we have a track record at the federal level over the past 22, 25 years of of not being able to do that on time. And this year, there was a six-month delay. And why that's dangerous is we have a war in Europe going on, and we have a 40-year high inflation rate, and we have a midterm election coming. And so you've got all of these things that are out there disrupting the normal course of action in government and getting the federal government's budget to the, all the people have to execute that on time, especially our military becomes really, really important, not just for their operation, but also as a signal to both the American people that mm-hmm. government A can function and to our adversaries that our military will have the money it needs to move forward.
2: Uh, I think that's so vital and, you know we 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 regularly uh, we're equal opportunity offenders on this show we regularly call out both sides for not doing their duty of just doing the simple thing just pass each of those in an appropriations bill <laughs> so we can have the right debate the right conversation a vote in front of the american people rather than all of these bundled together uh but but i want you to to dig into this a little bit in terms of the planning because i i do think that's so critical not just the message that it sends to folks here at home and to our adversaries, but also to our allies around the world. But give us a sense from especially the planning purposes, uh, why that's going to be so vital.
3: Well, it's so vital because just think about the war in Europe and the procurement of munitions and weapon systems in, in case the war escalates, right? So what you need to be able to do is to get the defense industrial base moving. And, but, but it can't move and it can't do the production without, without the money. So when you have these continuing resolutions and you need to scale up production, you actually can't do that. And so we need to increase the procurement quantities in 23. But we can't actually do that if we're functioning under these kind of temporary funding measures
2: yeah these uh, continuing resolutions uh, and that really does pre- present uh, prevent that uh, give us your perspective uh, again from the kind of from the military standpoint and both in terms of planning uh, but kind of a mindset issue how does that play out uh, really from the the top of that chain in terms of uh, big decisions to be made in terms of, of hardware and assets uh, down to the frontline uh, soldiers?
3: So the problem is that because for 20 years we've had this delay in appropriations, right, uh, often up to six months, is people have come to become accustomed to that. So what you have is the, the massive bureaucracy that goes and buys weapon systems that provides gear to our soldiers, they wait. And so you wind up losing six months of time in the procurement process of getting them what they need. And so essentially we give a advantage to our adversary, so instead of having – the weapon systems and the bombs and the and all of the other things that we need right we delay that all by 6 months and that just is not a good signal to be sending with the war with with the world war going on right now yeah
2: and really losing that uh as you said six months you really kind of lose six months at a time don't you as as uh, congress allays you do so as uh as we look at this moving forward obviously the president today uh putting forward his version of the budget to kind of begin that whole conversation uh what do you what do you expect to see what are you watching in washington dc in terms of the conversations uh amongst members of congress and with the administration in terms of what is the most likely path forward
3: so the normal course of event in a midterm election would be, right, the budget would go over and then Congress goes out of town. Uh, the budget's gone over late this year and, and then they just kind of punt the can and do the continuing resolution, right? So what we're saying is uh, in the article is, hey, maybe let's do it differently right now. What we already have and what they the Congress and the administration already agreed to a 2022 2,700-page omnibus legislation that provided $1.5 trillion for 2022. So why not start there where we agree? So that 2,700 pages was agreed upon by a very large bipartisan consensus in the House, in the Senate, and by the administration. So rather than kind of come up with all sorts of new ideas, let's just start with that, increase the amount of funding to take into account inflation and some new things that need to be done and then get that to the floor get it voted on that's the only way we're going to be able to get an appropriation on time the thing about the appropriations act that a lot of people don't realize is that while they they do have appropriations in them to provide the resources there's a lot of policy inside the appropriations act uh, one year funding agreements uh and so what happens is right they the, the both sides of the aisle fight over those policy issues what I say in the article is, well, listen, we just fought over them in 2022, and if we reached a bipartisan consensus, let's not open those up again. And the only discussion we really have time for now is how much money for defense and non-defense and what new programs. And if we do that, then there's enough time for Congress to both pass the appropriations and get on the campaign trail
2: yeah and that's uh, and that is always the key coming into September is uh, you start looking at all those congressional races that are going to get close and tight as they move towards November, and uh, not a lot of people want to hang out in uh, washington to to see that fight through, when they need to go raise cash and uh, campaign amongst their constituents, uh which is a sad thing uh and i'm I'm hoping you're right that we can at least have somewhere to start from uh so that we're not going to get to September and then just kick the can down you know usually they kick that to the week after the election day, uh, or maybe two weeks, give themselves a little Thanksgiving break as well. Uh, but this is a, a better thing. And again, given the dynamics that you've pointed out, in terms of the uh, economy and inflation and the uncertainty in terms of uh, things happening in Ukraine, uh, seems to me to be a really good time for Congress to step up and do their job in a in a little different and a little better
3: way. It is. And, uh, you know, after the midterm elections, right, there's there could be, if you believe the polls, a change in congressional leadership. So that's also going to induce a delay this year. Right. As the new leadership will come in, they'll redo committee assignments and, and they'll have to really start all over again in the budget process. And so you're really not looking at post Thanksgiving to do a budget, you're looking again at March or April next year. And so that's why it's really important to get it done before the election.
2: Uh, that's that's a, such great insight. That certainty is such an important part of this. Uh, we always talk about certainty in terms of the business cycles and what they want. Uh, we need that in a lot of our elements of government, especially as it relates to our military as well. Retired Major General John Ferrari, again, non-resident senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. We appreciate you weighing in today. Great peace in the Hill, and uh, we look forward to having you back soon. Soon. Thank you very much. We're going to stay with the conversation when it comes to the president's budget and his proposed tax on the wealthy. Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank has a few thoughts about that you might want to listen to. Stay with us. Coming up after bottom of the hour news.
1: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.